Thank you, Erin, for sharing your beautiful voice with us. That was, that was awesome. Kind of that strength in her singing, right? It's just fabulous. She lifts us all up. Thank you, music team. Thank you, all of you, for being here today. We have a beach party going on. Did you know that before you came today? So you see uh, many of us dressed for the beach, and uh, I'm, I'm grateful to be here. We're having fun this summer with our Life to Beach series. And last week, I uh, passed out to everybody these little cowrie shells as your token that I wanted you to carry with you through this Life to Beach series. So if you did not get one and you'd like one, if you raise your hand, I'm going to have the ushers bring them around to you. So, so Paul and Mel, leave your hands up until you get your shell, and then they'll know where to bring those. So the point of the cowrie shell is to help remind us that we, with our minds, Decide how to perceive things. So the cowrie shell can be if nail. It could be your house. The house that with you wherever you go and keep you safe. If you uh, lived in a in a society hundreds of years ago, the cowrie shell might have been the currency, the money that you. Used. As I said last week, you might have been able to buy a cow with a, a cowrie shell like this. If you're a shaman, the cowrie shell might be a sacred symbol that you use that has sacredness to it. Um, we have Diane here today. There she is. She's got her necklace on with her cowrie shells, you know. And in some cultures, that would have designated Diane as like a spiritual person because she had this cowrie shell necklace on, right? Um, and today, crafters use cowrie shells to make necklaces and, and adorn things. And so what the cowrie shell is, the meaning that it holds, is entirely up to the perspective of the person who has the cowrie shell. And it's our reminder through this series that we get to choose how we perceive life and that we can move our move our perception to a whole different level if that's what we choose to do. We get to decide. We're making it up as we go anyway. So you're taking the cowrie shell. You're carrying it with you through these weeks. You're putting it on your altar, setting see it to remind yourself, oh, that's right, I'm learning to see life differently, deciding what meaning I want to give to it. So today, our topic is on life the beach is that you can't to swim in shallow waters. Right? So my concern is that I, I failed swimming lessons. I was, uh, I think, between kindergarten and first grade, like five years old, when my parents signed me up at the local pool to, to take those swim lessons. And I went diligently and learned to do what they taught me to do. But I had a fear of going into that deep end. And so when it came to the last day where I was to show everything that I learned and swim through those deep waters, I failed. I didn't get my certificate completion. But I had another opportunity. I could come back the next day, and I could try again. And then my parents forgot that I was supposed to do that. And at five years old, I just went, don't say anything. <laughs> and so I failed. I failed swimming lessons. And through the years, I'm kind of like a, a self-taught swimmer. So I can tread water with the best of them, right? I can doggy paddle pretty good. I get really caught and I'm tired and, and I need to swim nonetheless. I can 
float on my back with the best of them, right? And get myself where I need to be. But it's all self-learned. Anything. I'm sure some of those came from the seeds planted in those swimming lessons. Unlike my mom, who my mom never had swimming lessons either, and has had a lifelong fear of water. She will not, much to, we've encouraged her, we've tried to support her through this, she will not put her head under the water. Totally freaks out by that. And understandably so. She never learned to swim, and so as a result, there's this fear of being in water. Now, uh, Zoe, my little granddaughter, who will be three in September, I've been taking her to Hinkley Lake to the beach this summer, and that's a perfect The water really, in most of it, doesn't go much beyond here on me. And so the kids have a lot of fun. They can play in there without fear of going over their heads. And what I've noticed, and what Zoe has too, is that kids that are little, before they learn how to swim, what they do is they swim this way. They put their their arms down on the bottom of the lake, right? And they go horizontal and they walk along and they'll say, look, I'm swimming, right? Or you could do that on your back too and she does that too, this way, right? I'm swimming, look, I did it. And they're so proud of themselves and it works as long as the water shallow. You can't learn to swim in shallow waters. So I've been thinking about this in terms of life. You can't li- learn to swim in the shallow life. And, and what do we typically do as we go through life, as we build up, you know, safety nets and defenses to keep us safe? Right? Now, I'm guessing that, that, that nervous laughter is either I've made you totally uncomfortable, I can't believe she's doing that, or you recognize the toucan in your own life. So how do we, how do we keep ourselves safe, at least in our minds, right? We, we develop these, these defense mechanisms that we build up. Right? So, for example, I have a dear friend who is 81, and who, when she was in, like, first grade, was supposed to count the people who were there in her classroom, that number up on the board, and then put up the total number of people that should be there and subtract and get the difference. First grade, where she was, she had the wrong answer and was told by the teacher that, you know, that was bad. And so for the rest of her life, she's now 81 years old since the time she was in first that she is bad in math. And anytime she has to do something mathematically, she gets so stressed out about it. And so she's just simply told herself, I'm just bad at math. I don't have to do math problems, right? And, and it's kept her from feeling that humiliation that she felt in that moment. Right? I had times growing up in school where I felt like I was the odd person out. People laughed at something that I did, and it caused me to build up my own defense mechanisms. Like, is it safe for me to show who I am to you? And unless I know that, I'm not going to show it. I'm going to put up some facade, some mask, so that I I feel safe with you. How do you build up your safety mechanisms and recognize and realize that as you do so, it really doesn't allow you to get close to anybody, right? 
we have our safety, where we feel where we feel comfortable, where treading in the depths of life. As long as I'm here, I'll be okay. And it's and it's really built into us, right? It's built into that ego part of us that is designed to keep us safe as we move through life. And so we pick up these beliefs and these thoughts and these habits throughout our lifetime that originally kept us safe, but that currently, because we're still operating under that safety net, does not allow us to experience a closeness in our or a depth in the way in which we're living. You know, new thought people, we have our own safety nets, right? Our own way this around us. So here's one. This might push a button. Life is good all the time. Are you with me? Life is good all the time. Except when it's not. Right? I mean, what do you do? If you've been coming Sunday after Sunday, you've been hearing, life is good all the time. That's what they tell me in my church. But now I've got a diagnosis that the doctor just gave me that really doesn't feel very good. So what do I do with that? How do I swim the depths? of that, when I'm stuck here on the surface saying, oh, no, no, life is good all the time. What do I do if my child has just died from an opioid overdose? It's happening all the time right now in our country. So what do I do if there's a loved one that has been impacted by that, and yet all I hear, all that I know is that life is good all the time? when it's not, right? When my relationship, this loved one that I've been with for who knows how long, but when, when they decide that I'm not the one they want anymore, and it hurts, and it's painful, and it brings up feelings inside of me that are really deep, but I need to stay up here on the surface of, wait a minute, no, life is good all the time. And we we build up, whether you realize it or not, this protection around us. I just have to see it this way. I just have to stay on the surface of this. There's a term for that, by the way, now. It's called spiritual path. Right? Like that stuff, Rita. Oh, boy, that's a good one. Right? And it's this place of I just have to be happy. Just be happy. What's the matter with you, Donna? Just be happy. Don't you know life's good all the time? Right? Just be happy. Just choose to be happy. And it becomes this. We have to carry around with us on the, on the shallows of life, afraid to, you know, dive into the depths. Do you ever try to dive into the depths of water with a floaty around you? You know, it, it just won't go. Keeps popping you back onto the surface. We can we can live on the surface of life. We can live with this idea of just be happy and ignore uh, everything that's not that. Whoops! I lost my safety net. But it takes a lot, right, to continue this. I have to live from. The- what would happen if we? 
if we did drop the safety net, if we did drop the spiritual bypassing, if we did become willing to dive into the depths. On the back of your bulletin today, there's a few unity quotes. No matter how deep your difficulty appears to you, trust the spirit within to guide you to victory. It will. Now, get in that that it doesn't say the difficulty that you're going through isn't happening. Yet, that it doesn't say that if you follow the spiritual path, you won't experience any difficulty. We are living in the human condition where we are asked to embrace the whole of who we are. But in doing so, to always remember that if I dive deeply into this feeling of frustration, if I dive deeply into this anger that's that's pushing at me, if I dive deeply into this sadness that I think will never end, if I dive deeply here, I can do so remembering the truth that my, my true safety net, not something out there, is that Spirit of God that is within me. That when I dive deeply into that place, I find an unlimited well of strength to help me persevere whatever the challenge is persevere through it, an unlimited well of wisdom to help me to discern what's mine to do, an unlimited well of understanding, of compassion, of forgiveness, all of that. So when unity, when we talk about denial, we're not talking about denying that that situation is happening. Hey, all of you, get on board. Don't you know life is good all the time? But it's asking us to recognize and realize that right here in this moment, in spite of what is going on here, that has no power over me. And that if there is good that is to be here, it may be up to me to be that good expression. And so I dive deeply below the surface into that infinite mind consciousness and find exactly what I need there. That's my true safety net. It takes a lot of courage to face a dark situation. It's easier to just insulate ourselves and to say, well, well, this is it. I just have to focus on my own little piece here and I can ignore the rest. I don't have to see any of it. It takes courage to rise up, to see it, to be willing to witness what's happening. It takes courage to face a dark situation, and even more self-control and discipline to draw attention from the negative situation, place it squarely on God. There's our work. There's the diving deeply. Here it is. This is hard. I'm suffering. But I am willing to dive deeply into the experience to find that power and presence that is God there. Here's what I heard once. I know I should forgive that person. They've been pushing my buttons. They've been making me angry. But I know life's an illusion, so I'm not going to bother. 
somebody really upset me on that team at church. You'd think this is a spiritual community. That wouldn't happen here. I'm not going to deal with that. I don't go to church to have my buttons pushed. I'm just going to walk away. Take my floaty device and walk away. And in the process, I don't allow myself to get close to anything. I don't allow myself to dive deeply into anything. And so we're asked to let go of our defense mechanisms. Let go of those things that we have developed and taught ourselves, the beliefs, the ideas that we're holding. Let them go. They're not keeping you safe anymore. What they're doing is preventing you and I from experiencing the depths of life, the good and the bad, the entire whole experience. We are living in a world where there's a lot that's happening that I can't say is good. And I do know that underneath of it all, there is good waiting to be demonstrated, waiting to be revealed. I go back to, uh, he's becoming wiser and wiser in my mind, um, Mr. Rogers. He's got a movie out. I want to see it. I haven't, he doesn't have a movie out, but they made a movie about him. But he said that, you know, I think it was from his mother and asking, well, what do you do? What do you do when there's so much happening, darkness? And I think it was his mother who told him, you look for the helper. Look for the helper. Well, you can't be a helper if you're swimming on the surface saying everything's good and I'm just going to ignore everything that's not. Life is inviting us to dive deeply right now. It is important for you and I not to stay in the shallows, not to stay in the place of ignoring, to stay there, but with open eyes to say, what is mine to do? What is mine to be? What is mine to stay here to reveal the good? I had a friend who yesterday shared that they had been in a um, little cafe over on the east side, and a gentleman was picking on the busboy who appeared to be of uh, uh, Hispanic or descent. a busboy picking on them, saying, what are you doing here? Go back where you belong. It's happening. Can we see it? Are we willing to see, are we willing to move beyond the, no, 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 I just want to be happy? Because we come here together week after week to learn the tools, to support one another, knowing the truth. You are the divine light of God expressing as you. Now, what are you going to do about that? You can't play in the shallow. When you know that. Life is inviting us all into the depth of knowing that. So I, I love Greg because Greg always comes to 9 o'clock service, talks to me between services and says, yeah, but. 
He gives me things to think about. So you guys get the, the, the extra wisdom of, of Greg inviting me into those yeah buts, right? So he says, yeah, but you can't just throw someone out into the deep waters and expect them to swim. And that's true. You have to learn. You have to be willing to take the time and, and to learn the lessons. And, and when you do, when you learn even treading water, which I can do, right, or, or some little swimming, what recognized and realized in the process is that it really doesn't matter whether I put over my head or over my head. Over over your head. But the tools, the tools are the same. The treading water is the same, no matter how deep it is underneath of you. So so all of you, I have no problem telling you, stop swimming in the shallows. Come join me in the depths because you're coming here week after week and you're learning the tools. We're not just throwing you out into the deep water and say, good luck. It's good. We're here, sharing with you the things that that you need to learn to do so that you can develop the strength and the perseverance and the the tools that you need to know that, that whether it's somebody cutting you off in traffic, you know, like maybe a foot over your head, or whether it's a loved one dying where you feel like you're 40 foot underwater, where you recognize and realize these tools work and they help you to rise above. So are you willing to practice this with me this week? So our spiritual practice. This week, ask yourself, where have you been hanging out in the shallow waters? What relationship? What work situation? What physical thing? What play? What, where have you been hanging out in the shallow? And though the shallows may be safe and easy, listen, we all get comfortable in the shallows. We even get comfortable being uncomfortable there. At least it's a co- uncomfortable we know. So this week, I'm going to be willing to to dive deep. Make the decision to venture out of the shallow waters. What will it take to do so? What will you have to believe in? What will you have to trust? What action can you take today? Today, I mean today. so, So I brought this up last service. So each week we have a spiritual practice, right? So last week's spiritual practice was before you even get out of bed. Think of three things you're grateful for. How many of you participated in that last week? All right. I think I got it once. You know, like one day I woke up and thought, oh, that's right, I'm supposed to, before I even climb out of bed. Now, from there, I could have said, well, I blew that one. But what I did was, like, throughout my week, as it came to me, oh, that's right, I got out of bed and I didn't think about that. Let me stop right now and pause and think about it. What am I grateful for? So that's how this spiritual practice stuff works, right? So I'm willing to die deep. But if I find myself on any given day, at any given moment, playing on the surface, playing in the shallows, playing where it feels safe, at that moment, I can make another choice. I need to let go of my two kids. I need to dive deep. 
I need to see what's there for me. I know that you can do it. I shared last week that um, I've been basing this series off of a belief net article on um, seven lessons you can learn from the beach. And so I want to share with you as we close today, today's lesson, what inspired it. And that will go out in the e-blast to you all as well. So, from life to beach. You can't learn to swim in shallow waters. There's something magical about watching dolphins swim off the beach. You probably notice they don't swim in the shallows. They swim in water. Swimmers know that deep water is where you must be strong, know how to swim, know when to go with the currents or when to fight it, when to tread water or swim like the dickens. You don't learn to survive life's deep waters by staying in the shallows where it's safe. Jesus told Peter to launch out into the deep. And when he did, there was a catch so big it almost sank the boat. That scripture, by the way, is on the back of my bulletin, right? Where, where Jesus is, is calling to the, the fishermen first to take him out into the boat, and then he, he preaches from there. But then when he's done speaking to the people, he says, put down your nets. Now, they had been cleaning their nets out on the shore before he invited them out. You know, cleaning out. So in, metaphysically speaking, cleaning out those old thoughts, right? And Jesus is saying, put down those nets deeply. Well, Jesus, anytime Jesus is in the Bible, that's our Christ, right? Calling us deeper. Put down your nets more deeply. And, and what Peter says to Jesus at that time, well, we've already done that. We put down our nets. And that reminded me of what we talked about last week, right? Like waking up in the middle of the night with all of these thoughts running around in my mind. And, and there they are, those thoughts in the shallows that I need to wash out so that I can go deep with my nets and bring forth a fresh thought, a new idea, a divine idea. And when Peter did that, when he put down his nets into that divine mind consciousness and pulled those nets up, they were Pulled overflowing with divine ideas. Sometimes in life, if you want to learn when to tread and when to swim, when to go with the flow and when to fight it, how to make a big catch or see the big blessing, you must leave the safety of ankle-deep water and wade into the deep. That's where you learn to trust Him and hold on to Him. There's no telling what you might find in a scary old spiritual moment of growth. A net full of provisions, an amazing blessing God has waiting for you. So take off your wading suit and dive in.